I was just like five or yeah. 10 or something. So hats off to you, man. That's a, I appreciate that's it. That's a cool milestone. It's hard. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I always say it is, it's, it's fucking hard, man, because I have uh, I have a nine to five. Well, actually, fucking nine to seven. Uh, <laughs> right. Extended hours. <laughs> yeah, man. And it's it's tough because I normal day looks like from 6 a.m. to about 9, 30, 10, 10 o'clock. And it's just Damn. five times, five times a week. Yeah. I say that, but it's usually like four, maybe five ish. But yeah, uh, it's tough. It's tough because I personally I do 90 percent of the work. I shouldn't say 90. I should say 70 30 because the audio part is a huge thing when it comes to a podcast i have sure. a buddy that takes care of that and then i do the setup i do the, yeah. the video i do the editing so it's that's a lot man yeah. it is a lot yeah yeah what do you what do you do for your nine to five job or nine to seven i'm a car salesman man oh for real yeah i sell vehicles dude that's awesome how do you like that i there's a lot of stigma towards it yeah so it's the bad stigma i should say i mean it's 50 50 but uh the money's good i'll, I'll, I'll yeah. say that the money's pretty decent it um sales is just like something like i feel like everybody should understand yeah. or like you know get a good sense of because i don't know i mean that's like essential to business in general yeah. so i i will say this when negotiation and like selling something is is a very a good skill not a lot of people can do it yeah it's tough it, skill. It, i don't it, think it, i could do it. it it took me a while it took me a year and a half to actually be to actually um there's certain words or certain just yeah like get comfortable with like your pitch yeah. and like how you talk to people and all that kind of stuff yeah most of the time it's, it's it's a free flow um i'm a very there's a word for, um i'm losing my mind the word for it introvert introvert yeah yeah yeah, yeah. hard I'm, to like you know just instantly go and yeah start conversation I, when initiate I get, it when i get home i'm mentally exhausted because I, yeah just throwing myself out there in front of people I have. Yeah, you got to, like, recharge. Yeah, you know? basically. <laughs> like, I don't want to see anybody do anything. Basically, man. Yeah. I, I've, I've been like that my entire life. So this other life, this other part of me that, that goes to work is it's mentally exhausting sometimes. Yeah. And I'm just like, fuck, I got to wake up and do this again. But yeah, I kind of feel like a introverted extrovert in a way. Yeah. So I don't know if that sounds contradictory or not, but, like, man, I would love to be an extrovert and just have this like endless energy. But yeah. I mean, I get nervous, self-conscious, whatever it is yeah. all the time. So it's like, you know, I definitely have like an introverted side that, that is there. Yeah. So you almost have to like respect it. But um, yeah, feel, sales is a whole different animal, man. Yeah. I, a lot of the hardest thing for me, and it, it's, it's, uh, it becomes tough, like looking someone in the eyes and saying, Hey, yeah. Do you want to purchase this vehicle? Right. Like sign here. And you're yeah. like, uh. but you have to, it's the eye contact. Like for sure. Literally. All the so, cues and everything. So we literally had training, sales training. Yeah. And that was one of the last things we had to do, like literally ask for the sale. Yeah. And if there was um, like a rebuttal and say, hey, why should I buy this? Then you would have to convince the yeah the manager on the other side to like purchase right. his vehicle. So that was uh, everything else, like explaining price and the, the vehicle, everything else is good. It's that eye contact that yeah. fucked me up, man. I literally was Well, just at the like, end, it's like, you got to be like so confident in the yeah. sale, you know, you got to like really deliver it. And like, yeah. that's like, you know, the cherry on top that makes the deal finalized. But yeah. it's also like, you know, you've already done majority of the work. So you're like, oh, this is easy. And then you got to look somebody out and be like, all right, buy the car, spend yeah. your money. I'm a, I'm a statistics guy, man. And uh, my general manager always says that 80% of the deals that don't happen are because salesmen didn't ask for Damn. it. So That's a other, high percentage. Yeah. I didn't even realize that. So literally just asking for it. Yeah. Is usually what stops the customer or yeah. the person on the other side from, right. from purchasing. So Well, because they're right on the fence at that yeah. point, right? You yeah, know, yeah. even if you've done all the great sales tactics and like, you know, you got them there, it's like yeah. pushing them across the finish line is probably the hardest part. Yeah. I sell Hondas. So yeah. it's pretty easy. It's not like, Ferraris. You're not on nah, there. <laughs> I don't think I'd be able to do that. Dude, that's a, yeah, that's a whole nother league within the league of car sales. I've I've known people that to go from literally start from the the like Hondas Toyotas to go to like Porsches yeah hopefully I said that right yeah right <laughs> tomato and, tomato you say yeah and, and BMWs and um oof different different lifestyle the money's different sure. the, the clientele is different so. well you gotta like you gotta dress in a nicer suit yeah, you know yeah. it can't just be a store bought suit you gotta get the custom thing you gotta get your hair cut every week you gotta. You know, wear the shoes, know all the stats. Like, yeah, it's a, it's a whole other ball game. Luckily, Hondas and Toyotas. Well, I saw Hondas at a Honda dealership, but yeah, Toyotas are very similar. 
Yeah. Um, luckily, they, they kind of sell themselves. They have a, right. a good background, too. They yeah. can last long. Yeah. They got good reputations at this there point. We go. Yeah. That's the word, reputation. Yeah. But we went totally off track. Um, and talk cars all day. Man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're wearing your branding right now, so we can start off with that. You got the yeah. hat. You got the hoodie. Got to gotta rep the brand. You yeah. Know. Uh, we we said it. I mean, we said it off air, and it's kind of just redundant at this point. But um, Studio RH kind of goes hand in hand with your name, right? First and last. Hopefully, day. I mean, I don't know. Yes, hopefully, <laughs> self-explanatory. RH yeah. Ryan Hunter. Um, yeah, we were just talking. Like, I always get a little worried that people think it's like self-centered or something like that. And you know, we were just yeah. talking off air, and I was like, I just didn't even know what to call myself. You know, I tried a couple names out, and was just like. I don't really associate or resonate with that. It doesn't really like hit that. Oomph. <laughs> um, and so I was like, all right, how do we incorporate studio? Cause I want to do everything, you know, I don't want to do just branding, just design. I want to do like interior design. How do you help with that? Um, I don't want to limit myself in my name. So I was like, how do I incorporate studio? And I was like, all right, studio RH, let's roll with that. When so, did you switch the branding? Like, do you remember when you first started saying studio RH? Maybe like, Maybe like kind of 2020. Okay. A little bit like that. And I didn't even really switch it. I just didn't even have anything. Um, I think even when I started my LLC, it's under like Ryan Hunter Designs LLC, like something go. super cheesy, yeah. right? I feel like everybody has like an embarrassing LLC name, but mine's like extra embarrassing. So um, yeah, I didn't even really switch it necessarily. It just kind of evolved into that, which was, uh, which was cool. Just kind of like the evolution as it goes. Um, and I just became like kind of more confident in my my product and what I was delivering and felt like I was kind of getting centered in what I was offering and doing. So, um, yeah, I just kind of developed into that. Your, most but, of your work is branding, right? Design or I should not brand. I should say design. Yeah. Were, yeah. Uh, design, graphic design, if you want to put like the, the very broad lens on it. Um, but yeah, I love branding. I have just a deep passion for helping companies develop their brand, identify their brand, and then represent it visually. Mm. Um, I think it's like, it's, it's cool. It's like the, the aura or the soul of company, you know, it's like yep. the, the kind of magic behind it all. So it's always a fun task to try to, you know, represent that visually. But when, when you, when it comes to design or graphic design, it's, it's took a whole nother lane these past couple of years with social media. So there's yeah, a lot of, sure. there's a lot of opportunities. Um, when you first started out, I'm not too sure on how far you want to go back or when you actually yeah, started. Yeah. Um, did you see that vision that it was going to be what it is today? Man, I had, I guess, I guess short answer would be no. I had no idea what I wanted to do with it. You know, I had a, a passion for business and a passion for art. Um, and so it just kind of slowly found its way into branding. And that was kind of where like a little bit of money was, what I kind of like to do and what, you know, I ended up being decent at, you know, so I just kind of sunk my teeth further into that. But um, I had no vision for for where I am today necessarily. It just kind of all happened naturally, which I guess is is cool. It's a blessing for sure. When did, um, when did you first get into design? Like, what um, would you say the first like entry, like, hey, this is this is cool? Yeah. So I was um, I was in college. I went to Trinity University here in San Antonio. I played soccer there and about halfway through so sophomore year. I uh, started working for Bear Goods, kind of local leather goods company here. Um, incredible owners, incredible people. Um, and I started working for them. And one of the owners, Falcon, he noticed that I kind of like did drawings on the side. And I'd kind of started this side Instagram account with like all my artwork and stuff like that. And like all my artwork was just like these little doodles at that point. Um, but he was like, hey, do you want to do a t-shirt design for us? And I was like, yeah, absolutely. Are you kidding me? Like, that's a dream. And he was like, cool, well, how much do you want for it? And I was like, what, you're going to give me money for this? Like, this is just like... This is fun. Yeah, this is cool. Yeah. I was like, I just do these doodles anyway. Um, and so, you know, I got maybe like, what, 50 bucks at that point. And I was like, dude, let's go. This is like <laughs> winning the lottery. Um, but yeah, it kind of developed from there. And I started getting like a little bit more confident and like uh, releasing my drawings and just sketches. I mean, they were nothing like notable at the point or at the time. Um, and then people just started asking for tattoo designs, stickers, t-shirts, like a little bit here and there. But um, it was nice because at the same time I was working for Bear Goods, I was meeting all of these local entrepreneurs, business owners, small business owners here in town. Um, and so it kind of like got out and um, people started finding out about it. And so that was probably six years ago, like 20, 2017, okay. um, when I started working for Bear Goods. So 
I guess that was kind of like the the entry level to it. And then over the next few years, I just kind of developed that as like a side hustle casually. But mm-hmm. I still had to finish school. And then after school, I had to figure out what I wanted to do. So um, what did you go to school for? Um, soccer. Yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> no, I, that, that's, what, that, that's what brought me over. And like, that's all I was interested in at the time. But, yeah. um, no, but I, I ended up being in, uh, I was business marketing. Okay. Um, and then halfway through, I was like, all right, I'm doing all this art stuff. I might as well take some art classes. And so I took art classes and convinced the art department to like fast track me to get a, a art minor to tag onto that. So Okay. Um, business marketing and then an art minor. So did you, are you, are you from San Antonio? No, I'm from uh, New Mexico actually. Okay. Yeah. So stayed over. Um, and actually like, uh, I used to despise the thought of Texas growing up because when you're not from Texas, all you think it is, is like country music and cowboys and like Still all this kind of, yeah. yeah, yeah. And, or just like stuck up really proud, whatever all it was. So, um, I was like, uh, no way. And then, you know, through the soccer recruiting process, um, got interest from Trinity, came out for a visit and I saw like a palm tree here. And I was like, I was like, what the hell is a palm tree here? This I was like, random. this is like, kind of like California vibes. Like, all right, I can get yeah. down with this. And then obviously once you get here, you realize that there's like not nearly as much country music and cowboys and cowboy boots as you think. But uh, yeah. no, it's been a, uh, it's been an eye opening experience to learn Texas and yeah, I'm a huge fan of it now. Um, so. So you're from New Mexico. Um, Born and raised? No. So I was actually born in Dallas, oddly enough. Born in Dallas. Dang, we okay. lived there for like two years and then moved to Charlotte, North Carolina um, for like four years. And then, so at that point I was like six and we moved to Albuquerque then. The military? Um, no, it's where my mom is from Albuquerque, New Mexico. And so um, we moved there to like get closer to family and so I could, uh, you know, be around my uh, grandparents at the time yeah. and everything. So um yeah, it was not military. It was all just kind of like business based for my parents to move around that much. Um, and then, yeah, we landed in Albuquerque and I spent all my formative years there. Right. So I kind of yeah. just say I'm a, I'm from there. Yeah. No, that makes sense. I always yeah. assume people are when they travel that much just because of military. military. Yeah, for sure. Even it makes though, sense. Yeah. Even though I, a lot of elementaries, a lot of middle schools, uh, not a lot of middle schools. I'm lying. Two or three. A lot of uh, elementaries, man. But just, some fucked up childhood mm-hmm. say that <laughs> but right you learn a lot <laughs> yeah yeah quick too but yeah um i wanted to ask when you came to uh came to texas was it a was it a culture shock was it something that you just like this um, is different not really to be honest you know and i i explained to people a lot that san antonio is kind of like uh older stepsister to albuquerque and new mexico because there is a lot of similarities in like the culture and hispanic culture and food forward art forward um, kind of small town feel. Um, so it wasn't much of a culture shock, uh, to be honest. Um, it was very, it was oddly like a, a graduation into like a bigger version of Albuquerque is kind of more what it felt like, but, um, gotcha, okay. which was cool, you know, but also growing up, we were, we traveled a lot. My mom traveled for work a lot. So we would, uh, we would get to like go see parts of the country. That was cool. So I didn't really have a lot of culture shock in general, just cause I, oh, so you already knew what was outside of Albuquerque. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but yeah, it felt more like kind of like graduating into like the next level of what Albuquerque was. There's way more people, obviously way bigger, bigger culture, just kind of more going on. So um, would you say this is totally off track? Would you say Albuquerque is like a place you can visit? Someone should visit? Yeah, man. I think New Mexico is one of the most beautiful places in the country, landscape wise. I mean, it's just the it it is. Really, really pretty. Albuquerque has its ups and downs. It's got its great things. It's got its bad things. Um, but at the core, there's a lot of good food. There's a lot of good art. New Mexico is a very like culturally rich place, and there's good people there. Um, there's not a lot of economy, and so okay. you know the downtown isn't this big hustling, bustling downtown. You know we're we're getting more industries and more people attracted to New Mexico um, via like the solar and how we have like 360 days of sun. So a lot of companies are going there for, you know, the solar purposes and whatnot. And then the movie industry is big there. So things are growing, but Albuquerque is a great place to visit. If I had to recommend somebody, I'd say fly into Albuquerque, hang out two days, one night, and then drive up to Santa Fe and Taos, Northern New Mexico. Cause those, those cities are beautiful, you know, great landscape, 
very fun, artsy, good food. Um, there's a lot of cool stuff going on up there, but they're very special places. When you, when you say 365 days of sun, what does that mean? Yeah. I mean, we got just sun, like it's, it's the, the, yeah, no the high desert, like, no, uh, no, we, I mean, we have nighttime obviously, but, <laughs> but like, you know, we don't get like a lot of cloud coverage. There's not okay. many storms. If there's a storm, it'll just like roll through, drop its rain and then carry on, you know? Okay, okay. Okay. Um, so we get a lot of sunshine. So, you know, there's big benefits if you have like solar fields or buildings with, uh, with solar on it, but. Um, yeah, I miss the high desert. It's nice, dude. We, yep. we ain't got no humidity over there. <laughs> Do you still play soccer now? Um, every now and then? <clears throat> every now and then. I've been in and out of a few, like, indoor leagues. Um, I tried, I played outdoor once with a buddy, and it was just so far away from, like, the inner circle of San Antonio yeah. that it took up my entire Sunday. And I was like, I don't know if I, I want to sacrifice my whole Sunday for this. But um, I play indoor soccer. I love indoor soccer. Super fun, super high paced and everything. But at the moment, I'm uh, not playing right now. We just finished the season like a few months ago and, and didn't re-sign up. So, um, but yeah, I love soccer. Not, not a lot of people know that actually. About you? Yeah, about me playing soccer and everything. Yeah, it kind of like, it was weird. Like as I finished college, I almost lived these two different lives of like yeah. full on, like, you know, trying to go professional in soccer to like artsy works for bare goods, kind of like hangs out like hipster, if you will. Um, <laughs> So it's funny you give yourself like a little, it's a little title. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> but uh, I don't, this is probably a little stalkerish, but did mm. y'all go somewhere, you and Sean recently to either a soccer game or somewhere, um, some type of event? Soccer game. I mean, we went to, we went to New York recently for a couple of things with Curry Boys. Um, we've been to a couple of SAFC games. I don't know if that was it or something. Maybe. Nothing, nothing major, but. Um, I'm the type of person just. Watch, sit back and watch and not say yeah. anything. It's yeah. kind of weird, but I mean, it is what it is. <laughs> oh, dude, I think that's totally fine, right? Yeah. Especially now, but... Um, I w- I just wanted to ask. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, when it comes to... Maybe you can go a little bit more in-depth to this, but... Uh, yeah. Or maybe prove me wrong. The <laughs> branding that you create, yeah. do you consider it very minimal, minimalistic? Would you say that that's kind of your go-to? Um... Yeah, I think, and you know, it's funny, I don't necessarily think of it as minimal because there's a lot that goes in on my, on like the back end or my viewpoint yeah. to it. But you know, a lot of people, everybody, when they describe my work to me, they're like, oh, I like it because it's minimal, it's simple. It's like, oh, okay. So I guess, you know, I think broad spectrum, it's viewed as minimal and simple. But I think from my perspective, I'm like, no, there's a lot that goes into it, a lot of like thought and intention. But you know, um, often the simplest things are the hardest things to accomplish because it's very intentional. It's very, um, like simple. So there's only like one or two things to focus on. So they have to be intentional and purposeful and, and look good. But yeah, I think for the most part, kind of simple, you know, I yep. think that's what design should be. You don't need to distract it with, uh, anything that takes away from the main point of it. So it's kind of just, it's right there. Um, but I like that kind of clean aesthetic. Um, Yeah. I'm so a guess, fan. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm a glad. Huge fan. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. <laughs> and I think, I think when um when I did my podcast with Sean two years ago, yeah, I'm not too sure. You know what? Who it was? Um, I am drawing a blank on his name, but he's a barber. Jonay. There we go. Jonay Jasso. So he actually was like, dude, there's this guy that I think he would be really interesting podcast. Oh, you nice. Should have him on. Yeah. And. I don't know if I followed you at that point or maybe I did. I or what remember. it was. Yeah. Um, That's cool. But yeah, so he, he recommended, and this was two years ago. Yeah. So. Shout out John A, man. He's, he's it, killing does it. Does he cut your hair? Yeah. Yeah. Still oh, okay. does. Yeah. Okay. Down in South Town. So he, he was the one. And then shortly after that, I got Sean cause he recommended Sean. And then yeah. I'm not gonna lie, man. I'm a, I'm a bad person when it comes to remembering things. So I just, Hey, that. you and me both, man. <laughs> you and me both. Trust me. I can't even, <laughs> I can't even give you a hard talk for that. Look, luckily I, I still followed you. Luckily yeah, I still yeah. followed you. And I think what caught my eye recently was just the branding that you just, um, I don't know if you just maybe took off with it a little bit or if you just had a lot more opportunities. Um, but restaurants, different yeah, clothing yeah. brands. Um, yeah. I mean, what else do you do the, the design for other than that? Man, I'll, I'll brand anything, dude. If you want okay. me to do personal brand for your car, like, sure, I'll do that. Like, you know, I've oddly, <laughs> I've oddly done that for somebody, but no, I'll brand anything, you know? Um, yep. But it's funny how all of a sudden, like the front runners started being restaurants and coffee shops and stuff like that. Mm. 
which I, I'm passionate about, you know, um, I like going to good restaurants. I like, you know, experiencing the interiors of restaurants and, you know, diving into that world. So, um, branding for a restaurant is very experiential too, right? You have like a menu that you're interacting with. You have signage that's like, you know, a billboard. So when you're driving by, it's like, how does this thing grab your attention in, in two seconds? And then there's just so many like little details, like branded napkins, branded, you know, soap dispensers, all these little things. And they're, they're very functional and it's cool to design things that are functional that people interact with. Um, and so, and I love food. I love, I love the experience of a restaurant. So it's kind of fun to, to combine the, the two worlds. And, you know, I think the other cool part is a lot of people that are in food and beverage are often like boots on the ground in developing a city. And, you know, they're in touch with a lot of people in the city. They represent a lot of people in the city. And I think that that's really cool. Um, and so they're usually a lot of the people that are doing the next big thing or developing the city in a unique way. So, um, it's kind of fun to be a part of that world as well. Never even thought about that, but that makes sense. Cause there's a lot of things you have to do to open up Mm -hmm. a restaurant, a, 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 what would you call it? Just a a place. Yeah. A small business in general. Right. Yeah. Or even a coffee shop, but, um. That's yeah, they're often like the people that are like, you know, serving the community. So you have to know your community. And so you have to know the people um, that you're representing and the people that you're serving. And, you know, building a brand is the best way to represent that. Right. And so building a brand ethically and responsibly and being a good person and all that kind of stuff often leads to the brand succeeding. Yeah. Um, and so it's a compliment to me when people come to me for branding services. Cause it's a, it's a pleasure to brand something that is somebody's passion project. Like, you know, we all know what it takes to start a business and it's not easy and it's not fun or sexy or anything as yeah. much as people like think it might be. Um, so it's a, it's a privilege for me to come in and, you know, take the reins on somebody's passion project, which is, which is fun. Um, but yep. yeah, it, it's an honor and I, I, I appreciate I, it. I can attest, man. I've talked about this before, but uh, I started a business, man. I started a real, really selling business. Yeah. Shoes. Oh, nice, dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I was recently in shoes for oh, yeah. about a year and a half. Yeah. But that's, um, a, that's a business, man. <laughs> yeah. So I, there's a, there's a lot of failures that I, I, I yeah. would never, hopefully I would never do again um, because it taught me so much about business that I had no idea that I can come into first and foremost was just the accounting part. Yeah. I didn't know how to really I still don't know that well at all. Still <laughs> managing part of money and I didn't even know that you were supposed to run business transactions. Business account. Yeah. I was still swiping my personal credit card, business credit, I mean a personal debit card. Yeah. I had the business, but I just it makes it easier if yeah, you have the to, card. To tra- I, I didn't know this till after. It makes it easier to track when you do your taxes. Like I, I yeah. know this now. But uh yeah, I failed. And it was, um, it was heartbreaking at first. It was a tough pill to swallow, but it just taught me so much about how to, how to market, how, how, yeah. to, how to control your finances, um, different net, networking options. Yeah. Um, just a lot of shit, the shit that goes into, to a business. That, yeah. Um, it's hard to separate like your, your pride or your, not even ego, but just like when you start a business, you care about it. So for you, like, you know, it's a tough yeah. pill to swallow when it fails. Cause you're like, damn, this is a reflection of myself. Yeah, oh, but 100%. you know, it's like, I, nothing is a failure as long as you learn something. Right. So if you can come away with that feeling like, all right, I learned X, Y, Z or like, all right, that was worth it. Or like you tried at mm-hmm. least like, you know, um, but yeah, it's, it's a very vulnerable thing to start your own business and it's yeah. a very vulnerable thing to run your own business. So when something doesn't go right, it's a reflection of you or that's how you take it. And it is in a certain way, but it also is just like, yeah, you're putting yourself out there. So you know, if, if everyone put themselves out there and it succeeded first try for everyone, then I don't even know what world we'd be living in. Yeah. So, um, I did, I did it, I think the right way. Like I, I personally did the LLC myself. Like I did yeah. everything from the, through the state. Literally yeah. have all types of documentations from the state. Like I did everything. I didn't, I didn't pay anybody. Yeah. I, I literally learned on YouTube and I was, I, I felt like it was going to be the one. Yeah. And I think that's how everybody feels. That's for sure. When they start that first thing. And it's, for sure. It's not. I mean, it could be. Yeah. But most of the times, I mean. Yeah. But if it didn't feel like the one, then you wouldn't do it, right? You're yeah. Like, you're, yeah. So yeah. you're like, yeah, it feels like the one. And if you don't believe in it 100%, then like you're not going to get anywhere. So yeah. um, I think it's easy 
it's not easy. I think it's good. You know, you believe in it, you start it and you're not afraid of failure. And if failure comes, then you, you know, swallow that pill, take what you learned and move on to the next thing. Right. You got to have that kind of like short memory for that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, I, I was not like that. I was afraid. Yeah. No, totally, man. <laughs> and I mean, it took me six to eight months to finally recoup and yeah. my mind. Hey, this is not your confidence back. Yeah. This is not what you're going yeah. to do. And it, it affects yeah. so many things. It, it, it affected it affected me personally, mentally, spiritually, Yeah, my relationship. Like, literally, it affected so many things that I had no idea that it was going to affect. And it was like, well, fuck. I mean, just like you said, is, yeah. this, is this a reflection of who I am? Does right. It, this really re- represents. And now, I think I have yet to release the podcast that I, where I actually talk about it. But um, it, it was just a very good learning experience. I, yeah. I'll say that. So, yeah. I, I mean, other than that, I mean. When it's, yeah, it's just something that you're doing on yourself or, like, by yourself and yeah, like I said, it's a very vulnerable thing. So when it doesn't succeed, you're like, damn, yeah. I didn't succeed, you know. Yeah. Um, it's kind of a different feeling or sense of emotions than like if you get fired or something like that. Because yeah. usually there's like conflict with somebody else or like a disagreement or like you don't even care about the company you're working for or something like that. But when you start your own company and it fails, you're like, damn, yeah, it's 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 tough. But I think also, too, was one of the things where I had to go back to a nine to five and the people that I did work before was like, and this is probably just me caring about people's opinions too much at that mm-hmm. time. Now I can care less. Yeah, no, but, <laughs> that's um, good. That's a, that's a great skill to, yeah, have, I'm still working on that, man. I have, I have zero, zero fucks to an yeah. extent, but, um, yeah, it, it was just facing, facing the people that I showed them a business to and right. them to come back and granted that they're assholes and dicks and they're yeah. just terrible people sometimes, but yeah, it was just that fear of like someone else's opinion that really shouldn't even matter other than the people that for sure that really you care about. And it's like, well, fuck. I mean, yeah. I mean, I even think I like, I'll think of other people's opinions, even if they haven't said that that's their opinion. Right. You're almost like, whoa, whoa, hold on, hold on. <laughs> you're like, you're like, dang, like, oh, if I don't do this, like maybe that person will think like X, Y, Z. You know what I, I mean? I didn't want to get too deep there too. Like, I don't know, inception all of a sudden, but it's like, you know, you just start to like overthink things. Yeah, at least, at least I do. And and um, yeah, you're like, hey, what will that person think? And then you kind of got to step back and be like, well, one, it doesn't even matter. Yeah. If even if they had the thought, it doesn't matter. And two, they aren't even having the thought that you know, and it doesn't. It's not going to do anything. So yeah, just um, it's, but it's hard to put your like blinders on and just like focus on it. And um, I mean, especially for me personally in my business, I'm a one man show, so I don't have anybody to like reflect on reflect with or like you know tag team things with and so especially design man that's another vulnerable thing i'm pulling stuff out of my head and like surrounding areas and trying to like you know form a a visual identity for somebody and i have nobody to like tell me right there oh that's a good idea like oh that's a good direction it's just me in my head um and so it gets a little tricky sometimes and i rely on some friends i've got kind of like my board of directors that all uh release the designs to be like, dude, am I even, is this good? Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, like I don't even know if this is good anymore because I've been staring at it for two weeks, but, um, yeah. I wanted, I wanted to ask you, um, you, the, the apps, the software apps that you use, I'm sure it's, um, mm. what apps do you, do you use for Man, like, I'm, creating these designs? I'm pretty much, I'm, I'm only in uh, Adobe Illustrator. Okay. Um, and then I have an iPad too that I'll, I'll draw stuff on. So I usually go from like, sketchbook sketching things out and then i'll take a picture on my ipad and then i'll go into uh on the ipad i think it's adobe had a whole suite of drawing apps on the ipad and i think they limited it down to this one it's called fresco adobe fresco um and so i use adobe fresco and then from there just go right to the computer but um i spend a majority of my time in illustrator Um, i like it i have this weird like ocd thing for a vector and so a vector is like if you draw a line a vector is infinitely like there whereas pixels when you zoom in you'll start to see the pixels a vector just goes on forever and so i kind of have like an ocd moment with that and so photoshop doesn't deal in vectors it deals in pixels and so i'm like "Ah, i don't like that because when i zoom in i want it to be sharp the whole time i don't know uh, if that's weird or not no not at all (laughs) so that is a a huge huge thing when it comes to like the the design of things because i did Mm -hmm. not know that so when people were asking for Remind me of the extension that um, Illustrator saves as? Uh, AI. Okay. Or .ai, yeah. 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 So 
someone was asking for that and i was like well i mean like what the hell is that it was another of course it was another app so i was like okay well well, what's the difference? So that's something that I had to yeah, go yeah. And then, then I found like a vector image. And then it was just like a rabbit hole of things. Like, yeah. you know, the different things between Photoshop and Illustrator. And yeah. I was doing most of my designs in Illustrator. And it's, a, it's, it's 10 times, well, not 10 times. It's a lot better than, than the, just the regular design. So I'm yeah. like, okay, well. Yeah, for some reason, start. for some reason, Illustrator just works with my mind a little bit better. Yeah. And Photoshop is a whole different thing. And it's funny, like even like the same the same tools between Photoshop and Illustrator are different. Like there are similarities, but differences. So like, you know, if you're zooming in on something and hold shift on Illustrator, yeah. it does one thing, but on Photoshop, you don't hold shift. And so if I do go to Photoshop, it's like, I'm working like left-handed in there. Yeah. <laughs> so it feels oh, yeah. like super I, I off, but it's kind of the similarities between, uh, just like switching from a Mac to like a, yeah, PC or yeah, whatever. PC. Yeah. What do you use? I use Mac. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I got a MacBook. Um, I was actually just talking to somebody. I need to start. I'm hitting that point in my uh, MacBook lifetime where I need to start thinking about another one. Yeah. And, you know, what, I've, uh, I've had this one for like four years now and I use it every day and just kind of exhaust it. And it's starting to show some signs. And I recently took a little uh, gander on apple.com and those new MacBooks are <laughs> <laughs> gone up in price. So I was like, yeah. oh, I got to start thinking about this. But so, I was working on a PC for the longest time for pretty much just the whole three years of yeah. this podcast. And I just recently switched to, I mean, I've, I had a MacBook, a laptop. Um, yeah. And I would. Like for personal stuff yeah, or whatever. Personal, yeah. 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 But that, so I had both, I had the MacBook, I had the laptop and then I had the, the, the PC. But then I was just like, man, this is so redundant. Like I just, I, I just got tired of switching back and forth and the different yeah. functions and the keys and the shortcuts. So I was like, you know what? Sure. Let me just purchase. So I bought a Mac yeah. Studio, which is dude, nice. Just came out in um, June, and I used to work at it's Apple. Oh, you did? Yeah, I used to work at Apple. Yeah, five years ago. Six That's years a cool ago. job, dude. That used to be like a highly sought after job was working at Apple. Like. When, when, back then, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, it was funny. I, I tell this tell this uh, thing all the time um, when it comes about Apple. I think. At the time, I was making, I think, like $10 an hour at a fast food chain restaurant. And yeah. Going from there, I was, I was in college and applied at Apple. And uh, I, when I got the job, three months later, I thought it was end-all, be-all. I thought I was going to be there for the rest of my life. Right. You're like, it was signed, still delivered. Yeah. I'm Apple. <laughs> it was like a $6 pay raise. So yeah. it was like, holy shit, this is. Yeah, you're making money making now. Making money, yeah. <laughs> nah. This yeah, is now you're like, damn. Yeah. <laughs> And I always thought that the people at Apple were on a such higher level, so sophisticated that they just like another tier bracket. Like that was just my mind. It's just, yeah. I guess the branding that Apple puts out or when you say, visit yeah. a store and yeah. total opposite. Yeah. I know people that drink. I knew people that smoked. I knew yeah. people that just, just like were rained. not. <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly. Just, they're normal people, but that was just my, my um, perception of, Right. Before I even started working there. And it was like, that's why Apple is the greatest of all time. One of the greatest yeah. of all times with branding and, you know, yeah. fostering that experience. Right. Yeah. They, they definitely sold you on that as, oh, they, sure. as they do with everybody. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. short lived, I worked there for about a year and a half and it was, uh, it was cool. I mean, I met a lot yeah. of people, I yeah. have a buddy that, uh, does, does a website, website design now. And, um, we've been friends ever since. So yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Met, met some good people. That's good. I mean, it's a good company to work for, right? You got good representation um yeah that's actually a lot of one good of the things. first company or first places to put me in a spot where i had to show communication skills i was gonna say that probably like kind of yeah took fostered a good kind of sales education towards what yeah. you're doing now like you just didn't even really know it but yeah i mean apple's all about like in-person communication and as soon as you walk in you know you get bombarded with like people saying all right that's how it goes you know? yeah that's how it goes usually the train <laughs> has passed by by now but yeah right right uh, in the middle of like the main point or something the <clears throat> you mentioned it earlier the, mm -hmm. uh bear goods yeah uh, company and you did so a little, a little bit of a while ago maybe maybe recently a little recent uh the san antonio spurs you did yeah uh, some some i guess merch from there more i guess yeah well, it's kind of funny yeah. how like uh how that how to word that because Bear Goods has a, has a good relationship with the Spurs and they've done a few collections with them. Um, you know, and I think this was their fourth drop with the Spurs where they're doing, you know, majority wallets and leather goods sales, like what they do. 
um, but they usually include merchandise. And um, one of the owners, Falcon, he's a really good friend of mine, really good mentor and everything. And he was like, Hey man, like, I don't know, like I've done so many shirts. Like, do you want to help me out with a shirt? And I was like, I mean, yeah, absolutely. Are you kidding me? Like, that's a, that's a cool way to like, kind of put your foot in the door there. And so, um, did this kind of just fun shirt design that was a little bit different than the shirts they'd done before. And, um, yeah, I got a really good reception from it. We got to go do a photo shoot on the, on the court, um, last season. And so that was a cool experience. Um, never thought I'd really be on the, the an NBA court shooting around and, yeah. and taking photos. So I've seen that. Yeah, it was, it was really cool experience. And, um, yeah, man, I mean, Bear Goods has been good for good to me for ever since I met him, you know, they're, they're great guys, um, great company, great products. Um, but they're, they've always been good mentors and, um, leaders for me personally, but I think a lot of people in the community and, um, yeah, they're, they're, they're good people. So did you get to meet any of the Spurs? Um, not through that experience. No. Yeah. Um, no, I've met, uh, recently I met Jeremy Sohan okay. next door in uh, Southwest Elixirs. He was, uh, okay. he was popping by there. I've met him and I think that's the only spur I've ever met. Um, it's funny, like you follow him on Instagram so long or whatever that you're like, oh yeah, yeah, I know them. They're like, like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm like, no, no, no I, I don't yeah. know him at all. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's but cool, no, man. man, it's, yeah, it's cool. And, you know, I met a, met a few people through that experience with Bear Goods and I don't know, it'd be, it'd be really cool to, to do, uh, to do something more with the Spurs, but you know, wishful thinking right now. So yeah. we'll see what happens. I think it's always dope how, how one brand, um, and they find, for instance, you, like you're just the, the yeah. creator of the, I mean, I'm sure you have other, I guess, other can do within that company, within Bear Goods. Yeah. But it's always cool when, when, when there's a person that can uplift and put other people into opportunities for sure and i always think that's dope i'm, I'm yeah. a person of of helping i'm a person of um, putting opportunities for other people yeah and when i see that you can just tell right off the back what type of person for sure that is and you yeah. just kind of just like a connection between like two people because at one point you're just like well if that if i do that i mean that guy's doing that too i mean there's, yeah there's a lot of similarities for sure so that's Shout out to Falcon. Yeah, Falcon. Falcon is uh, yeah, he's a great friend, great yeah. mentor, and um, yeah, the the whole thing. It's a family run kind of business, and Falcon guy, Christian, they're all they're all great dudes. Hell yeah. Um, yeah, they've been good good friends and family to me. So, um, yeah, they're very selfless, and they like to put other people on, and they represent the community really well. So, um, same with Sean. Like those are like oh, kind yeah. of like those my two two mentors, two buddies. But uh, yeah, that's one thing I like about San Antonio. You know, I feel like I've experience a lot of people like that i've also experienced a lot of people not like that um but you know it's a it's a unique city and i feel like i've been able to surround myself by good people um for example falcon or uh, sean people like that um robbie grubbs from local coffee like you know you kind of meet these people and you you see these gems in the city and they're like addicting to be around They're yep. forward thinking they're doing good things they're creative for me like that's that's what i thrive off of you know um it's good people i think that that's a really important thing for people in general to learn is surround yourself with people who inspire you people who are good um doing good things so um yeah 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 uh when it comes to your design your brand mm -hmm. when someone reaches out what's the process what does that process look like from them reaching out to I guess, final product. Oh man, I wish it was like the same every time, but yeah, it's, yeah. it's kind of a crapshoot of what it's going to be like. You know, I, sometimes it's like somebody is reaching out on Instagram and it goes by really quickly. You exchange a couple of messages. I can figure out what they want really quick and just work on it, deliver it. They like it clean. Um, other times it's a much longer process and more intense. It just depends on like kind of what they want to. And I get, a lot of different like inquiries of what people want. Some people just want a logo. Some people just want a t-shirt. Some people want a full branding package. Some people don't know what they want um, or they don't know the extent of what they want. Um, and so it's really a discovery process, right? So if you reach out, it's like, all right, what I have to figure out is what is it that you need or want? Um, how is it going to help your business? Where does the value lie? Oftentimes I have to explain the value or, um, help people discover the value of branding of merchandise of good design work and stuff like that, how to implement it into the brand, um, how to make money off of it for that company, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, so 
somebody will reach out. I usually just try to set up a meeting as quick as possible. You know, um, some people want to just explain everything in an email Yeah. and I'm like, all right, no, it's easier if we just talk on the phone or talk face to face or whatever. I think that that's like a very valuable thing. Um, cause you get to, I like to get to know the people I design for and with, you know, and so you like to foster some sort of relationship. So I usually try to meet with them in person, chop it up, figure out, you know, what it is that they want, what their business is, where they came from, how I can help rep represent it in a visual, um, way, and then develop a plan, then go back to the drawing board and take all of their words. And hopefully they have some mood boards or pictures or stuff like that. And take it and just kind of like start processing it, you know? And so when I take on a new project, it's always kind of always in the back of my head thinking like all the time. And so as I'm walking around, as I'm doing things in my day-to-day -day life, I might see something in like a magazine or on Instagram or whatever it is. I'm like, Oh, wait, that's a good idea that I should do that for this. Or like, I should pull from that. Um, I really like how they use that color. I really like that font. And so it's just kind of always thinking. And then it's just a matter of, you know, having a consistent schedule of sitting down and, having time for your brain to process all those things and put it out on like paper um, and then deliver it to them in like kind of a first draft. I usually present it in like a, I call it like a lookbook, just like a four or five page document that has kind of a, all my ideas, you know, color palette, um, logo, logo variation, stuff like that. And um, yeah. And then deliver it to them and see if they have edits, you know, sometimes you get lucky and they're like, yeah, that's it. And it's just boom, yeah. easy. Um, <laughs> I wish they were like that, but it's not always like that, but, um, that's just part of it. So then go back and forth on like drafts and stuff like that, edits and, um, then deliver kind of a Google drive or Dropbox, which is kind of a Rolodex of all these assets for people. Um, so that they can use them across the board for Instagram, merchandise, signage, um, all that stuff. It's definitely a lot. Uh, yeah, it is a lot. <laughs> definitely a lot. But I wanted to ask when it comes to people not really understanding, I guess, the value part, mm -hmm. not really understanding what goes into design and brand. Does that put pressure on you to kind of having to talk them into it? Do, do you, is that something that comes with graphic design or is that something that you just learned on the way? Like, hey, this is something I have to do in order to get a finished product. Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I think it's just kind of something you learn along the way. And um, you learn through experience too. Like at this point, I've done a good enough amount of work to where I can identify real key value points in whatever it is. Um, but the other thing is, you know, everybody has a different perception for what branding is and for what the price of it is, you know? Um, and so that's kind of one of my biggest struggles is everybody has a different perception of what it should cost and what it, you know, what budget they have for it. And so kind of figuring out where people sit on that spectrum is always a tough part. Yep. Um, but there is, there is just so much value in branding and developing a brand, you know, and, um, you know, one of the biggest things that I struggle with is I am often a plug and play person in these businesses, right? They'll reach out and be like, Hey, we want a new logo or design for merchandise. And then I'll plug in and then finish the job and then go. But one of the things I struggle with is I, I want to be invested at that point, or I am invested at that point. And like, you know, I, I always want to buy in and be like, all right, how do we take this design? How do we develop it? How do we grow it? How do we um, help this grow your brand, you know? And so sometimes I get frustrated with just being like plug and play where I want to like do more, but you know, that's also just part of being freelance, right? It's like people just buying that. It's also nice because I get to work with a variety of, of businesses and stuff like that. But, um, you know, I think branding is just exceptionally important for a majority of businesses. Um, and developing a brand is really important. Fostering a good company culture ties into the brand and how do you represent that visually and, how do you identify yourself and whatnot? So, um, yeah, I could go, I could go on and on yeah, about the, the importance uh, of it. <laughs> the train's about to come, but, uh, yeah. I'm barely here. Choo -choo. Um, you, you mentioned a, a very crazy part is this like, uh, having to, to struggle with, uh, basically just cutting yourself off from the actual company. We're not yeah. literally, but the branding part. Yeah. Like, is it just emotional? Is that something that you're trying to, you're, you're struggling with? Like, Hey, how can I, um, take this brand to the next level after the fact where they already said, Hey, this is good enough. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's more like internal kind of thing. Yeah. Um, for me, it's not really like, I don't even know if it's like emotional, but like, um, I like working with people and I'm a very team oriented person. Like I grew up yep. playing soccer and whatnot. And so, um, what I do is very individual. 
And so I often want to like be like, all right, yeah, I'm in. I'm in. I'm part of the team now. I'm in. Yeah, Let's do okay. it. Let's design. And like, you know, I get big eyes like, all right, let's take this to the next level. What else can we do or whatever? Um, so you kind of just have to moderate your expectations and whatnot. Um, uh, but yeah, it, it just depends. Yeah, it uh, makes total sense, man. Yeah. Makes total sense. Never even thought about that. But yeah. I can see it. I'll probably be the same way. <laughs> yeah. But then at the same time, you're like, all right, sweet. I can just do this one-off design for a company and get in and out, hands cleaned. And, yeah. you know, that's that. And maybe they'll come back in a few months and, and do that. So it's just... Uh, it's a push and pull of being a good thing or a bad thing or whatever. But, um, gotcha. but yeah, that's why I like developing my own brand, you know, and doing my own, uh, clothing stuff. Um, cause it's, I control it all. Yeah. You it's know? all limitless. Yeah. Yeah. See. So it's like, uh, it's fun for me to do that. So if I ever have like kind of a slower period of time where I don't have as much business, I like to just develop my own stuff or like right now I'm just put a big order in for a new set of, a new line of merchandise and it happened to be in just like the busiest time of my design stuff but it just like that's just i, I had yeah. all the ideas at once so i just jumped on it but um yeah i uh, was i was scrolling your website and there was uh something that i was very very curious about and it mm -hmm. was just at the end of the website and it's uh here and everywhere yeah what is uh what does that mean to you that's kind of my that's kind of my tagline that i just like i, don't, I just started throwing it in there all the time um and just kind of seeing how it developed but it was kind of there's a couple meanings to it because in san antonio people are like oh dude like your your designs are everywhere like you're you're taking over or whatever which i don't think that i am i would like to but i'm not there yet but you know it's kind of like oh dude like you see this here and everywhere and like whatnot and i was like oh that's kind of a cool um tagline for studio rh here and everywhere but then it also, for me, what I more resonate with is that I do my design work here and everywhere. Like I have no physical studio space. I have obviously my house and I don't usually like to work out of my house, but I work yeah. out of coffee shops and, you know, I've done design work in the back of my buddy's car driving to wherever or on the airplane to somewhere else or um, in coffee shops, bars, breweries, uh, you know, anywhere. And so it's kind of this that's more of what I resonate with, with here and everywhere is like, you know, I can, I can do it anywhere, um, which is nice. Um, but that's kind of more what focus of that is. Yeah. Um, but it's also kind of fun, like cheeky way of being like, oh no, it's here and everywhere, man. Like, you know, yeah. like once you, once you find out about the brand, you'll start seeing it around more, maybe hopefully. Um, but yeah, it's kind of just like a fun, cheeky thing. I don't know. I hope it's not like, uh, I like it. Yeah, I like it too. Yeah. It's, it's kind of fun too to like throw it on like <laughs> merchandise. It's nice to have like something else to to ride out rather than just Studio RH. So Well shit, man. This is um this has been a dope podcast. Fucking <laughs> Christ. Hey, they they want in on it, dude. It's that good. <laughs> Christ. I guess they they were in here before, but yeah. Um you need like a red light for now recording or something like that. Um <laughs> Are they are they gonna come back in? Oh, okay. Um yeah. I guess they can put it up put it back right now once we're finished. Yeah. Fuck, I totally lost track of what I was gonna say. Um Yeah, this has been a, a very dope podcast. I think when we first this is our first time meeting. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I think it's this cool. is I felt like I knew you already for yeah, some reason. I don't know. It's, it's very kind of comfortable one of those things where you shook hands and it was just kind of just a, a dope connection. I don't mean that in a weird way, but it's just, <laughs> I mean, you meet people and it's just like, just something, yeah. just something that clicks. Yeah. Um, there's a couple of reasons why I, I wanted you on the podcast and it's kind of just perfect timing for me because um, mentioned Jone and Sean yeah. um, mentioned you two years ago, but um, I'm on the verge of starting my own studio and my own Dude, brand nice. and my own kind of just merch collection Everything. brand. And, um, I personally, I, I just, I like, I like the vision that you have. So yeah. it would be so dope to have, um, yeah, have you work on it, man. Damn, that hey, would be fucking dope. I would be, I would be honored. Dude. <laughs> this is like the coolest like interview process to to get a good job. Hell yeah, <laughs> I appreciate that, man. Uh, but no, man, I mean, yeah, I would love to. It's kind of like what you're saying, like, especially in this city, you find the people that operate on similar wavelengths to you, or just like driven, doing their thing, putting their head down, grinding, and. I think that's why it was easy for us to yeah. to meet and just um you know start there and feel like we knew each other but you Sorry. know when you know a lot of good people and they vouch for you it's just easy but yeah very very easy yeah so whenever you want the branding just let me know yes sir <laughs> I, um, yeah coming soon because i'm definitely gonna start that 
uh, kind of similar to yours. I mean, I, I just I love how I'm a very minimal person. I, I just when it comes to T-shirts, when it comes to this shirt, like there's literally just a Nike logo like I, that's that's it. I don't need anything too crazy. Yeah. Just personally. But I mean, um, I was very attracted to, to the design work. So I'm like, that's thank it. you, man. That's thank it. you. man. Um, I appreciate that. If people want to reach out to you, if people want to type of commissions, I mean, where, mm-hmm. where where's the best way to, to get in contact with you? Um, I guess Instagram, man. I, I don't know why that feels like like cheap to say, but yeah. I mean, Instagram, you're on it every day. You know, right. I think it's the best display of my work in the sense of portfolio. But on there, I have like an email button or just slide, drop into the DMs and, and uh, you know, kind of from there. We'll go. We'll take it to email or phone or whatever it is. But what's the um, what's that name? Instagram it should be by Studio RH. Gotcha. Um, so or by Studio RH dot com. So either of those two places, I'll have all contact info. Um, but yeah, man, I, I would love to lurk, work with anybody. Like I said, I'll brand anything. But um, yeah, San Antonio is a really cool city right now, and a lot of good things are happening and cool things are developing. And so. Happy to uh, help anybody out with the visual representation of their brand and merchandise or whatever, small or big, whatever it is. Yeah. Um, Ryan, guys, is a, is a very passionate, uh, just off this conversation, you can tell this is um, definitely someone you should work with. Appreciate you need any that. type of branding, any type of design, definitely follow the process as far as getting in touch with them. And then, yeah, man, I appreciate you stopping by. Bro. Thank this you, man. I appreciate a- you creating this space for people in general, yeah. but also for me, you know, so seamless, seamless episode, bro. I, I really appreciate you coming down. This is, um, this is, uh, two years in the making, man. I appreciate you. Of course, dude. Hopefully if, not um, the last one, right? Yeah, nah, definitely not. Catch definitely you in not. two years again. <laughs> uh, if you're still watching right now, man, I appreciate y'all. Do me a favor. Follow the guy. Um, yeah. Like, comment, subscribe. We, uh, we will see you until next time, people. Peace. Peace.